Hello and welcome to the unofficial controller podcast, your weekly gaming podcast. Episode 2, The Ghosts of Toshiba. And as always with me, George, I'm joined by my co-host Tom, the Nintendo Labo VR to my virtual boy. How's it going, Tom? I'm alright, mate. How are you? I'm good. So, question as always, top of the show. What you been playing? Uh, been playing some more uh, Sekiro this week. We've hopefully had that confirmed. That's the proper pronunciation. That's the official pronunciation that's been Sekiro confirmed. Shadows Die Twice. I don't I'm wanna... sure there's other opinions out there. I don't even want to say it out loud anymore. Nor do I. I just tend to go, you know that samurai game I'm playing? Oh yeah, Ghost of Toshiba. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not to be confused with uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Tsushima. Here we it's go again. Tsushima, another one. Ghost With, of Hiroshima. Yeah. Hiroshima. <laughs> That's yeah. not funny, don't laugh. No, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> Sad times. Sad times. So, what you've been playing Sekiro. Do we need to issue a spoiler warning? <clears throat> I think we should put a spoiler warning out there now. I'm just okay. going to talk a little bit about you've where I'm at with the game. 30 seconds from now. Okay, so I've just recently done the uh, Great Owl boss fight. Uh, and before that I did the Guardian Ape. Both horrific bosses. Uh, I think my heart was pounding that much on it. On some of them, I thought I was going to have to go down the village and get the defibrillator out the uh, out the box on the wall. Um, intense. And um, yeah, I'm sure others have shared the pain of those two bosses. Uh, let us know in the comments if you've got any. Uh, so we're now entering the spoiler-free area. Yeah. Transitioning seamlessly now into the spoiler-free section. So, yeah. overall opinions of Sekiro. Uh, an, an excellent game. Uh, probably my favourite From Software game. Uh, and that's pretty bold, considering they've done Dark Souls and Bloodborne. But it just clicks with me. I, I, I like the setting more. Um, uh, it's always just been like your the, style. I like the way it's more about the deflecting and not the dodge roll type scenario just i don't know the ga- gameplay just clicks with me a bit more um but we'd like to hear from you if you've got um any comments about the game or do you think it's a little bit too tough do you think there should have been an easy mode i've, I've seen that's a big talking point with a lot of people uh over the past couple of weeks the game's been out um how i mean can, it, looks, how... it looks good it looks like I think a it's a shame that it might put some people off when they read about the difficulty because if you persevere with it and when it does click, you feel like a badass when just you're pulling out those moves. Let's just think about this in this viewpoint. I think let's see if you can put a, a twist on this. Compared to a game that most people will have played, God of War, Horizon, something like that, on a scale yeah. of 1 to 10, where does it fit in hardness against something like that? Ooh, so... There's parts of God of War that uh, can be pretty difficult. True. Very. Uh, can not going to mention those for spoilers. But yeah. um, I think if God of War was like a seven, I'd put Sekiro at a nine. Right. So um, it is significantly more difficult. Yeah. The only game I've played harder, other than back in the day where you didn't get saved and stuff like that, mm-hmm. is probably Cuphead, which I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to. I mentioned last week, but it's coming out on Nintendo Switch on the 14th of April, so uh, I'll be looking forward to downloading I'm that. Sure, I'm sure we'll get to that. So, um, what have yeah. I been playing? Oh, have you got more? Uh, sorry, no. I was just going to say, if you do want to uh, chat to us about Sekiro or got any stories of uh, the boss battle times... Oh, I would love that. Um, how can they reach us? Well, there's the big thing, isn't it? So, you can send us an email at questions at unofficialcontroller.com 
podcast.com or they can find us on Instagram or Twitter. Just type yeah. in the name and we will be there. Also now available on all the podcast apps, so iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn. I think you can even, by the time you hear this, you'll even be able to tell Alexa to play you the unofficial controller podcast. Now that... What a girl. What a girl. Is she yeah. number one recommended podcast by Amazon Alexa? I'm pretty sure of that. <laughs> one day. I reckon so. No, damn it. It's happened. Yeah. Yeah. So, and if you could find us, like, share, leave a review, uh, anything there, guys, that just helps drive people to the show if yeah. you've been enjoying we'd, it. We'd like some feedback and just uh, general chit chat yeah. and interaction. Is, yeah. Because uh, cool. once, once we stop recording, we just sit rocking in a corner until yeah. the next time the microphones turn on. Yeah. People pass us little food parcels or a mm. grill in the window. We're not allowed out. What we do is that we scour the internet and play video games and while we're sat in here this week you've been playing Sekiro Sekiro week two of wearing this joke very thin yeah uh, I've been playing well think of all the things I promised I would play MLB and I was going to go back to far loan sales and I was going to continue playing Lair trying to get you to play Final Fantasy 15 like Bane in the bottom of the pit, I was hoisted above Lair's shoulders <laughs> and my spine was broken. I couldn't take <laughs> any more of that game. A particular part of it... Now, I'm doing this for the listeners, okay? I'm coming back and playing interesting <coughs> titles that uh, probably deserve a look back, either for a developer check-in, see what, what see how the game was made, etc. And Lair was one of the titles I was planning on doing a, de- a developer deep dive on. Um that's on hiatus. That's 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 in temp- It's in a what's that sort of word called? It's in like cryo a, freeze. Some kind of sci-fi element. Lair's taken a sabbatical. A sabbatical in a six-foot deep pit round the back of the house. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure. Have you ever be... seen when Luke burns Vader? Is it something like that? You had a bit of a fire going. Oh my God! Spoilers. What if these guys <laughs> haven't seen, seen a thirty-year-old film? Tom was so careful with the games; he just absolutely <laughs> dropped the father bomb straight out. I just dropped the father bomb. You just mentioned the burning <laughs> double, <funny>. double whammy. <laughs> so, what have I been playing? What have I? Not, I've not kept my promise to you, listeners, and I apologise for that. But I'll tell you what I've been playing. I've picked up my Yakuza Zero so far. What a game! Goro Majima. I think he's my favourite character. To be honest with you. And he runs like a hostess bar. He runs like a cabaret bar, which is a large place where you can go and listen to music and enjoy the company of women in Japan. But as a sideline, he's got a hostess bar that he's, he's opened up for this other guy called the Sunshine Club. And that's like this mini game where you kind of like, you employ hostesses, you sit them at tables with guys, you make sure they've got drinks. And uh, when you refill their glasses, he comes down and puts like the ice thing on the table. It's really cool because they... You love a life sim. I love a life, to be honest with you. I haven't even got to the fighting styles yet. Goro Majima um, has learnt this sort of um, breakdancing style. So he's doing like head spins into the guys and it sounds sounds insane. He looks awesome on the screen because he'll like pause in the air upside down and then the baddies come a little bit closer. Baddies. <laughs> the enemies come. <laughs> the baddest that the, the uh, they come Get a little bit closer, and he sort of goes, "What the?" Kicks them both, and uh, 
Kazumi uh, Kazuma Kiru, he's got this um, <coughs> brute style. There's four, three different styles and a weapon style that you can pick for each one on the fly as you're fighting. Yeah. And his one that I like is the wrestling style. I think it's called the brute or the brawler. Okay. And he'll pick guys up and he'll drop them on other guys to get like double combos on people. Right. He'll pick someone up and spin them around and knock everybody else down around you doing like group damage. Yeah. He'll like pick a guy up and nail him down into the ground. Almost so, as if backyard wrestling come real. For, for the listeners, what sort of um, gameplay, uh, as far as the fighting goes, would you compare it to? Would you say Ooh. it's uh, sort of actiony, fast-paced, like Devil May Cry, or it's more... it's a bit more? You can, I think, one of the things you can be quite patient with it, yeah, and you can wait for them to make a move. Especially as Goro is made, his initial fighting style is one where he won't lay a finger on anybody, right. and he kind of like dodges them and tricks them into doing moves on themselves. Almost okay, that sounds ridiculous. Some Steven Seagal, yeah, that chisel. sort of thing. And the sa- and you can either play it that way or like I do. I've now settled into these two fighting styles: the the, the break dancing one and the the wrestling style for each different character. Yeah. And I've sort of gone all in on those. Goro's also got a one where he uses a bat called the Slugger, which is baseball themed, which I yeah. really like because you can press certain situations when you've got your heat up. Certain situations you can do like button prompts, and it will do like a cutscene of a move. Yeah. So we all like batter up and then smash them in the head or savage, etc., etc. You know, you got it. A um, few things more I want to touch on with that: the setting, the eighties, just the whole look of the neon at night. Yeah, it's fantastic, and the way the stories are now starting. Is to it sort. in Tokyo or? I, I think so. Yeah, it shows my ignorance, doesn't it? But I do believe it's Tokyo. Well, you 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 live in in it, the city, and it's it's, it's not. People, I've, I've so many times heard it described as like Japanese Grand Theft Auto. It's like you don't drive a car. You do not. No, no, none of that. You're walking around like a pedestrian area. There's like a square mile or two of pedestrian area for both characters. Goro at the minute's got a slightly smaller area, um, and it's basically just about going in restaurants, meeting the people. So I met well, spoilers. But it's not really a spoiler. I walked across a bridge as Goro the other day and met a street performer. You know those people that stand really painting themselves grey and stand still as statues? Yeah. And he, like, you walk up and it does these little side stories. And I'm going to mention this again. We've talked off air about how I cannot believe that game has got no cross-talent from Shenmue because they feel exactly the same. The speed of the narrative, the way it plays out, the ridiculous kung fu battles where you're fighting you know, waves of guys... And the way you learn the moves, yeah, because I kind of learned that breakdancing move by I was I was on this same bridge again earlier in the game, and I saw some guys breakdancing, and this guy comes over and he's like, "You're not just watching them breakdance, though, are you? I'm watching you. I can see a twinkle in your eye about how you how you can incorporate that into your fighting style." And mate, he sort of goes, "Oh," and then. <laughs> And then it sort of cuts in his mind to him doing these moves, actually hurting people instead of just dancing. And matey boy then looks at me, he's like, you're sick, Goro. And he's like, no. Oh. <laughs> you know? And then well, he kind of learns it. One question I've got about the game. Mm-hmm. Is it English dubbed or do they speak in Japanese? It's, because this is a big thing. It's, it's Japanese with subtitles, English subtitles. I think that's a lot better. Um, I, I don't know if you agree. I or sometimes agree think. because it's nice to see them acting... And the words fitting and the whole thing being legitimate. But sometimes well, I get annoyed with myself because if it's a particularly in-depth scene, I'll find myself 
my eyes can't I can't split my eyes in two like a yeah. chameleon. So I tend to find instead of looking at the action where they where these you, you're CGIs, reading the subtitles. I'm reading but, the yeah. subtitles, and I sometimes That's kick a good myself. Point. Um, I think the same for me, and I've read a lot of comments about on Sekiro, similar thing. Japanese uh, talking, you can have an English dubbed voiceover, but apparently it's nowhere near as good, and it doesn't feel like you're absorbed into the setting as much. I, I believe. But um, so you're playing that with Japanese with English subtitles. Yeah, and I, I agree about right the point. comment. You do kind of detract a little bit sometimes because you are reading the subtitle and you're uh, literally only looking at the bottom inch of the screen yeah. as this unfolds. Something amazing's happening. We're not fighter pilots, like, guys. We can't we can't do the split of the eyes. Uh, no, I mean so. I can't unfortunately <laughs> one up and one down. It just doesn't work like that, unfortunately. So, um, yeah. That's what we've been playing this week. Yeah, uh, the um, only other thing I, t- I didn't touch on, um, I did mention Laird, how that drove me insane. Yeah. And I've, uh, in my tiny little time I've not spent playing Yakuza, I've been doing a little bit more on my Jack and Daxter save. Cool. Yeah. Uh, it's a great. Naughty Dog title, is it? Is naughty it Dog, right? yeah. yeah. And, you know, the precision and the collection with element within that still rock solid to this day. You know, really great. And I see you've got a, a bargain today yes Got yourself a playstation classic picked up the mini yeah i did uh i'll be plugging that in i think i've got a lot of the games already on that i own physical yeah um but there's a few on there that i don't that are quite pricey i, I want to try out like wild arms yeah um for me you know the price of entry to that now especially secondhand like i got mine all those in good condition um you know i don't know what a copy of wild arms is running to on playstation one these days but yeah. i should think it's more than that um Question for the listeners as well. What mini console would you like to see next? Would you like to see more from Nintendo? Would you maybe like a PS2? Um, we've got the Mega Drive Mini, which we touched on last week. Yes. Um, in, inbound. Uh, yeah. I think there's a lot of fans wanting an N64 Mini, myself included. Oh, I think that if they don't go to that this Christmas, then they're missing out on a yeah. pretty big cash-in. I mean, Mario Kart 64. We will let's, let's, let's swerve off and do that for a moment. I mean, Mario Kicks 64, uh, Mario Kart 64, both Zeldas. I mean, it depends where they're at. Pilot there, Wings. Pilot um, Wings as well. Because on the N64, Star Fox, that was 64. great. Star Fox was great. Would we see GoldenEye, Jet Force, Gemini, Banjo, Kazooie, though? I mean, they're big staples. Well, they're big buds at the minute, aren't we? With um, Microsoft, Nintendo. I suppose if they were any time that they, should, they could secure it, swing it, and make it happen, now would be that time. Yeah. Anything else on there that I've missed that you'd love to see? Any N64 classics that maybe aren't Nintendo? Bit of Glover. Bit of Glover. Cheeky little, cheeky <laughs> little Glover. Everyone wants to go back for a little bit more Glover, don't they? They do. They do. <laughs> little so, grab of the Glover. The question is, in this dark, dank hole that we spend our time in, we also have access to a really dodgy-looking 1980s CRT screen internet that's just linked directly into the dark web. And from there, we scour for the meatiest morsels in the news. It's been a quiet week. The internet's been quiet. But we've dug and scratched. Hot off the press, Tom. Are you ready? Uh, I am ready. PS4 ID changes finally coming this week, Sony confirmed. Finally. Sony's confirmed the much-requested PSN ID change feature will arrive very soon for PS4 users. Players in North America can change their IDs from today, uh, April 10th, while those in Europe can do so from tomorrow, April 11th. 
We're excited to announce the online ID change feature on PSN is officially launching to all PlayStation 4 owners later today, Sony's social media director Sid Schumann stated on the PlayStation blog. You'll also be able to change your online ID via a web browser and that feature will be going live starting today. Schumann goes on to state the ID change can only be done through the web browser on your PS4, so PS3 Vita users are out of luck. As with previously confirmed, the change is free, but any subsequent changes to your ID after that will cost you $10, eight pounds, or $5, or four pounds for PS Plus subscribers. So, that so basically you get a one chance to change, and then after that it's a charge. Yeah, so if you've got the money to pony up and change it on a weekly basis, obviously you can. I did hear that um, it would affect some of your PS3 saves, so if any of the listeners like my good self still play on PS3, there may be some leaderboard damage, uh, collateral damage go on there, or you might get wiped because it can't link, and some of the way that worked might not be. I think for the most part of it, though, people have migrated pretty successfully to the PS4. If they haven't got one, they'll be getting one. Yeah. Um, again, Sony catching up with Xbox on this front because I think the change there has been live for a while. Yeah, you've been able to do it for a long time. I yeah, think. yeah, I'm pretty sure it is probably there. It's just never one. been on my radar because I, I, I've never really. I suppose I I just picked a pretty simple name, but I don't know why anyone would feel unless you've got get your console at nine, you get that attached to your trophies or achievements that. Maybe Bob the Builder 64 isn't going to rock it for you anymore. <laughs> it's a little embarrassing. You want to change it, yeah? Or you got really drunk yeah. one night and you, you know, called it Rudy 420 yeah. or something Mega Gamer 69 or something. And guys, please, actually, let's 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 put it out there. Anyone's got a PSN ID or Xbox name, they're looking at changing. Get in touch, and we can maybe decide between ourselves whether you should keep it for posterity. Or That's get it good. gone like because that. it's too embarrassing, yeah. right? So, yeah. questions out of the Hit us official. with your worst names possible. Worst names. Well, we love it. And also, those that want to change and <coughs> have got a worse name, and those that have got a really terrible name, and they flat out just going to ride that, that name right into the sunset. They're never going to change it. Send it questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com or IG or Twitter. Twitter. Uh, Tom, another bit of news. Ahoy uh, there. See a Thieves <laughs> anniversary update is a whopper. Having been out for just over a year, and while many enjoyed the pirate game, others felt it just didn't have enough content. Developer Rare is further attempting to address that feedback with the game's anniversary update, comprising new narrative-driven questline called Tall Tales, Shores of Gold, and an entire new PvP mode named The Arena. Tall Tales, meanwhile, is a new questline for people who wanted more direction in Sea of Thieves. Uh, Classic adventure mode. It's in the game's usual share world which will also gain a new island that Rare says is it's the biggest island yet and will see you compete, complete a number of puzzles and riddles and search for treasure. The mode includes new enemy types, items, enchanted with new abilities, a new faction that will buy fish and meat off you, utilise new fishing and cooking mechanics. The sea of Thieves anniversary update will be released for free on April 30th. Thoughts on that, Tom? Um, so I played it uh, when it originally came out. I got the yeah. Games Pass, I think, just for the month to, so I could get that, which I, I believe by Microsoft is was a real good deal. They're giving away a brand new game. Yeah. Um, I think they might have done the same with Forza. It was all their first party games were going to be available on it. Um, it, w- it did feel a little bit empty when I first played it, and I don't think it had that rare greatness straight away but it's nice to see they're still supporting it did en- does anything 
have that rare. No, game that's true. More. I think I don't want to beat down on them, but no. Since they did the avatars, it just doesn't seem they've had a good game in them. It's brutal, but. Yeah, I mean, we don't know what goes on behind the scenes with them no. at Microsoft, but right. maybe they've not been given as enough enough sort of free free range I think to maybe be what they like. If we look but... at what's happening over the other side of the fence, um, a lot of the first party developers for Microsoft will get kind of locked in a tank. Like you're making Halo, and you're <coughs> not coming out until you churned out a new one. You're making Connect stuff, and you're not coming well, out until you make a let, new one. Last of Us, yeah. Naughty Dog. Let's look at um, God of War. And and uh, saw an interview with Corey Balrog, the one of the, the games director, and yeah. he uh, sort of was like pitching the idea uh, of what the changes they were going to make to God of War, and I don't think it went down very well originally. But you look at the game now. Well, equally so, I don't think it, it's healthy for developers <coughs> to get trapped with one. They come up with the protagonist to do a, a series of good games. Yeah, let them part that. Give it to somebody else. Yeah. And then move on and develop the next big IP. And like with movies and stuff you see now, no one dares take a risk. So it's just the same stuff again and again and yeah. again. We need to see these innovators innovate. Yeah. You know, let, let, let them we're innovators. And they basically got trapped in a room in Guildford and told to make... Sadly, it's a big gamble, isn't it, though? Um, well, that's the world we live in, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It, it can it can flop, unfortunately, if it's, if it's not going to make back what it's cost to make that studio might struggle so there's always a risk but i think when these studio exec types or the big bosses of these console types and pc types get in a room they look at well hang on a minute someone's put forward this excel spreadsheet for a retelling of this game we've done previously so we've already got four million fans all oh, right okay that'll pay off what's the other game we could make totally new ip oh that's a bit scary because we can't forecast for that in our business plan. Yeah. Therefore, we're not going to have it. And I think that's some of the reason why um, it uh, we get stuck with these remakes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, moving on, I've uh, got some Nintendo news. Um, Labo gives virtual access to Hyrule. Uh, Nintendo is launching its first virtual reality headset of sorts. I don't know, can we call it a headset? Because it hasn't got the headband but we'll discuss that in a minute um to be honest it's cardboard so you could probably just buy a couple of i have bands. heard people have uh, sort of there's room to add like a headband so good luck with all you cardboard enthusiasts out there <laughs> uh not only do the included vr goggles allow you to experience labo mini games in virtual reality they will be compatible with two of the biggest switch games super mario odyssey and legend of zelda the breath of the wild Following free updates to uh, both the titles later in this month, um, which is going to implicate those um, those uh, VR features. Yeah. Um, What's what, your thoughts on that? As a, as, I, a, as a Switch guy, who's did yeah, you get the last who was there at launch not? and um, no, I didn't. I it. Oh, I God. do think it's aimed at a younger audience, which is not a bad thing. I mean, hopefully one day when I've got children of my own, I can enjoy building the Labo sets and I think they're a really good idea. I don't know whether it's maybe catching on as much as they'd hoped. I've seen a lot of pictures on the internet of like people that had run out, bought the Labo yeah. and now it's a rather large, cumbersome piece of cardboard taking up a rather vast amount of size of their room. Yeah, I think that the pricing, depending on the VR um, goggles 
and, and what we, sort of quality they are. I think are, we need to be aware. Fair. I don't think if anyone thinks they're going to go get a Labo VR kit and be walking and, into, and be like the PSVR, they need to probably get. They need to just have a moment of reality, don't yeah. they? Where they just set you set your expectations quite low. I think. Yeah, and it, it you know Nintendo will do some quirky, cool stuff with it. I They'll, saw some screenshots of the Mario Odyssey. Uh, VR, uh, it's always hard to show VR in screenshots because yeah, you're not getting sure. the experience. Yeah, uh, but it looks pretty clear. Uh, again, they are screenshots, so they're probably not giving a quite a true representation of what you'll see yourself. Uh, as for Breath of the Wild, I'd be excited to see that in virtual reality. It's not I, like a photo realistic world, I, but the it unfortunate might. thing of, that I've heard so far about that is that it never, it only rarely uses a first person view. It actually sits you hovering above Link as you go through. Oh, the okay. So it's probably not quite what you. So more like seeing an avatar in front of you, and yeah, which immediately makes me question the the use of it. The, yeah, they may be just trying to put a bit of get a couple of bigger name titles quickly updated with like a bit of VR just to test the waters. Maybe maybe yeah. we'll see. I don't. I the rumored Switch Pro I think for and the Labo it probably a, needs like. 30 second mini games Wario where or they should they <coughs> yeah. should have released yeah. um, the Virtual Boy games I mean I know they're <laughs> using different technology but I yeah. don't think a six four, it'd take a 6 or 10 minutes to replicate that in a, in a Flash game that they could put to the Switch Yeah, you know why, why not it might be the only time they realise the budget my thoughts on that you know if it doesn't come with headbands you're going to see kids walking around with biceps like Mike Tyson, Popeye, yeah. yeah, Popeye or Hulk Hogan or <laughs> insert large bicep character here. Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, Predator. Yeah, any, any, and his mate Dutch, you know, when they do the boom. Uh, Suda51 says Switch is awesome in more Switch news. Looking forward to doing more with the console. In a recent interview with Games Reactor, the man behind the likes of No More Heroes and Killer7 spoke about his feelings towards Switch as a console. We think it's pretty safe to say that he's a fan of Nintendo's latest creation and he speaks of doing more with it in the future. <coughs> I feel the Switch is awesome. It's basically the games console you know. You can load it up, you can play games right away. They've shown a lot of support for indie games, which is really great. They've, they've just announced Cuphead. There's lots of cool games coming on it and it's really looking fun to play. I'm really looking forward to doing more with it and the Switch. Elsewhere in the interview, Suda51 talks about how his studio and Grasshopper manufacturer has returned to its roots with Travis Strikes Again with a smaller team allowing him to get into the finer details of the game's creation. He says we're looking coming back to our roots as an independent developer and I really feel that right now we have the best environment that we've had so far and the best team that we've had to date and things are really going great with Grasshopper. Tom, Killer7, uh, Title I, <coughs> it's pretty cool on PS2. You've, oh, you've played on PS2? Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, I played it on GameCube. Yeah, a bit of a Great. weird sort of online, like online shooter a, game. Yeah, there's certainly an acquired taste, but I remember playing it, I think, at the time, it was part of like a Capcom package that uh, had been promised to GameCube by yeah. Capcom, including yeah. Resi 4, uh, Killer 7, and there's a game I'm thinking of, if any of the listeners can remember it. The third trifecta. Yeah. Well, one uh, thing I would say to... To them is that they supported the Dreamcast as well in its initial phase, okay. and they give exclusives yeah. and they hold true to those values. And the fact that they did that with the GameCube as well, I think, is is, is cool. Sealed the fates of both consoles. It literally, <laughs> looks like it's game over for the Switch. You heard it here first. Uh, I just think that Killer Seven, 
it might be an acquired taste nowadays. I think people probably wouldn't have the patience for it yeah, as much. Yeah, the I, controls, I, I think, would... I still think it's, a, some it's a cool game to try out. No, no more heroes. I haven't had the fortune to play um, yet. I played the played the first one on the Wii and enjoyed it. I've never got around to playing the sequel or the sort of the new sort of indie, smaller uh, No More Heroes title they brought to Switch in January. Um I'd like to see a third one. It might make me play the second and and sort of finish off the off okay. the trilogy, maybe on the Switch. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, it sounds like he's a big fan of the Switch, which is good to hear. And uh, excited to see what he does next. Next piece of news: it's a trap. Star Wars Jedi <laughs> Fallen Order with trailer for trailer. Uh, like a surprise attack on the rebel base of Hoth, respawn entertainment action adventure take on Star Wars leaps from the shadows. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, awkwardly announced back at E3 last year, has just had its teaser trailer on social media with EA instructing that we don't stand out. We'll be getting a first look at the game during the Star Wars Celebration event, which will be getting started on the 11th of April and runs through to the 19th. Uh, EA will be debuting the title on Saturday the 13th of April at uh, 1.30pm CDT, and that's 7.30pm GMT for us Europeans over here. A uh, little bit more news, bit of PC news, Tom. Uh, yeah, Geralt or Geralt from The Witcher Three again. Please help. I think to... it's Geralt. Well, we don't get out, do we? We're locked we in don't. this room, so we never get to. Hear we only know yet. each other's opinions we on these names, so we we just kind of <laughs> literally do our best recording this in the echo chamber. Uh, uh, so he's finally coming to Monster Hunter World on PC next month. That's fantastic. Uh, Geralt of Rivia. Maybe The Witcher, but his job description has always been Monster Hunter, which makes his up-and-coming appearance in Monster Hunter World. Capcom has announced the collaboration event will start on PC on May 9th, and it will feature new quests and the witchery gear to earn. That's pretty cool. Um, The Witcher-Monster Hunter crossover is perhaps the most involved Capcom has uh, created to date. Uh, Geralt of Rivia himself appears in the new world with new dialogue lines performed by the actors from the original games. That's super cool. Yeah, that's nice that they've done, gone to that effort. Yeah. Uh, drawing Geralt's silver sword, you'll have to hunt down a Leshen. Have I got that right, Monster Hunter fan? <laughs> yeah, I believe so. Well, again, don't ask me because I just <laughs> say what I see, you know. I'm sure someone will clue us into it. Um. So, yeah, that's uh, coming out May 9th. Um, we, we both play Monster Hunter. You more we so did. than me. Yeah, enjoyed um, it. So, is that update already out on the consoles? I think it I is, isn't I it? I don't know. I don't know if it's... I think uh, I remember exclusive. seeing it. Okay. Because um, they had Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn they as did, well. They did, and that was, yeah. a, uh, that was obviously a PS4 exclusive yeah. for the Monster Hunter. Yeah. Um, uh, great game by Capcom. They're, they are nailing it at the minute, aren't they? Over the past couple of years. Yeah, they've really... Monster Hunter World. Yeah. Res Evil 2. Devil May Cry 5. Res E7. Uh, Resi 7. Great yeah, game. my brother played that. So an excellent game. I um, played it in VR and nearly... Yeah, I played, played it in VR around terrifying. here. And, uh, Absolutely have terrifying. A, a, a drink after. Um, More than that. I needed a proper lie Hot, hot drink. Yeah, covered, wrapped, wrapped up, cuddling a teddy bear, I tell you. Yeah. And uh, finally, six more games will be announced for the Xbox Games Pass this week. Yeah, um, that's amazing news. The folks at Xbox Games Pass are at it again with the news that six titles are set to leave the service at the end of the uh, leave the service at the end of the month. They've announced the perfect remedy: six more titles will be announced for the service rather soon. Um, 
I just love in everything that's going on with that Games Pass at the minute. I think it's a good idea. It's like the Netflix of games. Is it the next evolution? <coughs> You're talking to a guy who likes to collect pieces of plastic that hold pieces of silicon in them. Instruction uh, booklets, the job lot. Wants to smell that, wants to read that on the way home from the shops. Like, I am that guy that Games Pass... I think there's room for both. I think it'd be nice to have the option. I want to get my big new release. But for those titles we've talked about, that maybe have been skipped over. I think that's a great place to find them. Like Agreed. Just, yeah. Or even something you're not quite interested in, as much as, like, I don't know, everyone's got the favourite sort of genre title. Um, something that you could... You, you pay the games pass, you're kind of absorbed in the ecosystem. Yeah. You see something on there, you think, oh, I'll have a go at that. Prime you example might. came to PS Plus a little bit different, but everyone should play it. The Mad Max game. Yeah. I wouldn't have chanced money on that, and we got it as a PS Plus a while back. Yep. Sort of thing that should be included on Xbox Games Pass. Probably is, I need to check. But it's the sort of I thing would you, would, is, yeah. you would have a go at and be like, oh my god, this game is actually really cool. Um, probably something you wouldn't take a punt on in the shop, but if it's there, sat purring away, ready to download, why not give it a go? Sea of Thieves you mentioned. I mean, what a great way of getting on board with that game. Yeah, definitely. I think there's a lot of titles out there um, that that deserve to be played and hopefully that's a good way of getting them out there um, be excited to see where they go next with that so the um, question is did we miss anything yeah do you have an opinion or take on the news that we miss listeners uh, Tom if we have missed something if we've mispronounced something which is damn guaranteed <laughs> how do the collected masses interact with us uh, again it's uh, questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com um, or direct messages on Twitter or Instagram at Unofficial Controller Podcast. And just take another 10 seconds of your time to let you know that we're available for free on all the major uh, podcast providers. And if you could like, subscribe, leave us a little review, that would be absolutely awesome. And it will help you help other people find us and maybe yeah. one day be liberated from the dark concrete bunker we find ourselves in. Yeah, we need freedom. So, Tom, from there we move into the question. Because this week we're doing a feature. And the feature is, Tom? Um, what we'd like to see from the next generation of consoles. What we'd like to see or from the Or streaming boxes, whatever they're going to be. Or streaming boxes. Well, that'll be my first one. I don't want to see a streaming box. Agreed. I don't. As we've just said with the Games Pass, it's uh, doing some good things. Um, but I don't want to see that. I don't... I don't we we look at the Google uh, Stadia, is it called? Yeah, it sounds like a. Live we don't want to poo poo any type of gaming product, but I don't really think that's going to interest us because uh, it's solely designed for the streaming side of things. Yeah. I mean, if if you if you're a casual gamer and you happen to have one of these Google boxes already, and you happen to have the aforementioned Google Stadia controller. Looks pretty good, the controller, I'll give him that. Yeah, Looks... it doesn't seem like in a, in a totally implausible way of getting your hands on the latest titles, but for me, I want to know what I can play when the internet goes down. I want to know what I can play, you know, I know what I own, what I've got access to. Um, <clears throat> you know, maybe we're just old school in the fact that we like to have a box. I think the problem with that we if they go for in. streaming is the reliable internet, like out here... We've still got... We're, we're still on dial-up? Exactly. No, I think we're we're still serviced by a guy that brings us VHS tapes in a car. 
it, it, but we'll get to him later. Well, he his arrival, like a stealth, will be imminent. Stingray in his faded white denim jacket, his white turtleneck, his it looks a turtleneck, mousy hair. His little retro tash that he's got going on. Yeah. He stinks of fruit. In fact, some say Lambert and Butler. his veins are coursing with fruit and Old Spice. Yeah. And he smokes Lambert and Butler's. But when he gets paid, he buys Embassy Number One. Classy guy. Classy guy. <laughs> he doesn't talk, um, he just nods sullenly while smoking his cigarette. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, streaming boxes, we don't want to see. That's, that's one thing out of the way. Put Stingray out of business. Don't get me wrong. Streaming service, uh, i.e. like uh, an app or part of software that can be downloaded that you can use when you have got reliable internet, uh, which what, I'm what sure about, is coming in the future. Streaming, all the t- forever. What about uh, not streaming the whole game per se, but what about the box under your TV providing the main game character? So all of that box's processing power put into right. animating the character you play as so the character looks like a cgi movie but the background looks like a zx spectrum well depending on your internet <laughs> access of course i mean i don't know anything about anything i live in a dark room i'm just wondering if that might be they'll go 50 50 share yeah well i don't know if you know this but uh i think it was assassin's creed origins was tried or released in japan on the switch as a streamed game yeah uh i think resident evil 7 might be they did uh, might the same have done with that, that as, well. as well. Yeah, uh, I'm curious to see whether they'll try that over here. I'd definitely give it a whirl, but again, not got the greatest internet connection, so I don't know. But yeah, so that's that's one thing out of the way for what we'd want to see on next gen consoles. Um, yeah, agree. Moving on, uh, VR. Will we see? Uh, well, we've seen seen Nintendo dabble a little bit. <laughs> Probably not. Is that a dabble? I mean, yeah. Christ, that looks like yeah. make, make and play, Daddy. I've made you a VR yeah. goggles. Yeah. Oh, that's um, great, son. Yeah. I think if we see the PS5, I'd really like to see a, a VR well, you know, I've, uh, improved I've been, headset. We've seen some patents floating around on the internet. Not uh, that these mean anything. You have been in some dark places of the internet. The only, you know, I'm hacking Sony's back doors. I'm cool. doing all of that. Are you that guy who's all, his dad works for Sony? Yeah. We all know that guy. <laughs> my my, dad my record, dad's brother's uncle yeah. works for uh, Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, I believe his son's trapped in a concrete room. He's yeah. not allowed out because he's he knows apparently in the next much. Zelda. Link has a machine gun, uh, and it's going to be a battle royal game. Spoilers. Yeah, sorry about that. Oh, mate, <laughs> you know. Um, <clears throat> where were we? We got distracted. VR. So yeah. apparently, there's patents out there for a wireless wireless headset. For PlayStation, oh, okay. which that's a good improvement. It's away. a game changer because if you yeah. can have your normal PlayStation set up and you just put this head, chuck this headset on your head, no wires, no faff, no nonsense. To me, I've got a PSVR. It's <coughs> getting, getting it out. Once you've got it out and set it up, it's fine. But equally so, when you're playing that as well in the room with a loved one or a friend, you always feel like you're kind of not including them. So you kind of want to play VR in a room away on your own. It sounds weird, but you don't really want to be witnessed playing it. It's kind of strange. Yeah. And the, you've got that, uh, so it's not a shared screen experience, although the games are shared screen experiences, I think are some of the better titles. Um, the the whole setting it up and faffing around, getting the wires out, 
here's me complaining. It probably takes 30 seconds to do, but the idea of setting it up and reaching around the back of the telly, it doesn't fill me with glee. So if we could go wireless for that, it would be incredible. Also, talking about patents, backwards compatibility. Good stuff going on with the Xbox. I'd yeah. like to see that continue, and I'd like to see PlayStation get on board. Yeah, I think it's always good to have at least the the gen that's just gone backwards compatible because yeah. we're it's always a transitional period when you get a new console because there might be a title that's released on let's say released on PS4 a lot of the time it will get ported to PS5 but uh, it, it's always good to just have that option um, well the thing is I think PlayStation couldn't do it this time because the PS3 was just completely down the rabbit hole of how things used to get done and yeah. cell technology and all that great stuff now the PS4's basically a laptop in a box, yeah. and the PS5 will be an iteration on that. Yeah. The PS5 should, there should be no reason, though I'm sure Sony will think of one, uh, that you, that you g- can't play PS4 games on it. Though from Microsoft and Sony's, like Microsoft's in the, is in the, in the, in the, this last consoles are at the last stage of their lives, and Microsoft are in the number two seat. They can afford to be a little bit. Crazy, daring. Yeah. daring. Probably why we're seeing. It's probably why we are seeing them doing all these different things to try and yeah. force Sony's hand a little bit. Yeah. If you're Sony and the PS4 selling gangbuster numbers, which fortunately for them in this I, generation it is, I'd like to think we see a, a big E3 for Microsoft with Sony not being there and Nintendo do the little sort of direct presentation, so it's not a traditional stage show. I think the floor is literally Microsoft's to to really. Go. This is what we've got. And coming. I don't think they're going to waste that opportunity. This I time. don't think so. I'd I'd like to think not. American company but again. Question: so Where I was getting to? Does <clears throat> Sony need to take a risk? If you were about to release your new console, would you release your new console and say, "Oh, it's all right. You can play your old games on it. So no rush." Or do you say, "Here's PS5. It can only play these absolutely humdinger games. Get rid of your PS4. Get a PS5." At the end of the day. They're in it for selling consoles. Yeah. We I, always sit here on the other side of the fence saying, oh, why don't they give me this and why don't they give me that? It's their it's their business. Yeah. And we pay them money to play on these titles. If they make it too easy to not upgrade or give you no reason to get that latest title, I think there's always got to be a little bit of a come on with the new machine. I think they could probably do the backwards compatibility into the streaming service and just have those titles available have we way. have we entered a phase as well where we saw the Xbox One X and we saw the PlayStation Four <coughs> Pro? Are we going to see an era where this hard line between Xbox One and whatever they call the next machine, hopefully not Xbox Two because that would just be crazy, <coughs> but PS Four and PS Five is that now just blurred? Where it's like I've got an iPhone Four. Oh, I've got an iPhone 5. Yeah, I hope we don't 8. see too many yearly iterations of like just constantly updating because it's, it's not as affordable for some people and I think that would be unfair. What about if we swung back to the era of the Mega Drive and you've got like clunk, clank, bizarre clunk, add-on contraptions on the top, yeah. slap a Mega CD on the bottom of it. Pull the hard drive out. I think when it starts way. getting into those realms, you like you may as well have a PC because you just add bits to it and you upgrade it. But us as gamers, that personally to us, I'd 
neither of us want to see that. Because, um, like I say, we might as well go and get a PC if that happens. So I think they need to keep that very simple. Plug it in, plug the console in, put your game in you want and play. That's like, what we that, like. That, that's we we're old. We just want it simple, don't we? We, do. we don't I'm, want those complications. Gone are the days where I'm going in and see colon bat slash you. And I mean, it's it's more complicated now. I don't know how I did it back in the day. So I, you know, if it don't yeah. work now, probably just don't end up playing it. I mean, um, I I used to get lost on the Xbox dashboard when they updated it. It's like, where is this part? When we went from Blades, it's game over for me. <coughs> yeah, game over. Bring back the Blades. So they bring out the new console. Nine times out of ten, back in the day, NES to SNES, Master yep. System to Mega Drive, Mega Drive to Saturn, Saturn to Dreamcast. Every single console saw a new controller. This time round, yes, please or no, thank you. <sighs> Um, as in a complete redesign. Yeah, yeah, like like we had back in the day. We would see every time a new yeah, console came yeah. out. The only reason the PS3 didn't get one is because people vomit all over their screens at the boomerang. <laughs> Which you know, maybe sh- maybe shame on us because maybe that ended up that would have been a sweet controller. We don't know, no. do we? The internet. It took looked that very away. uncomfy. It looked weird. Yeah, but we don't know till we get them in our hands. So new controller, yes or no? Um. Xbox if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So you're happy with that? Because um, the 360 yeah. controller wasn't fundamentally broken, but to sell you new gear, and fair play to them, I say, because they did actually improve on it, and it was a good pad. Xbox One pad doesn't retrospectively work with the 360 or vice versa. Yeah. So are you happy with that? Yeah, I think so. Um, PS4 pad? It, it, I was going to mention about that. I think uh, the light bar, I was surprised when I got my PS4 how well that just adds a little bit of extra atmosphere, I suppose. If you're playing light with the lights off, graphic enhancer on. Yeah, that's, that's what, what we, we call it. That's if we, if we, we want to see the jazzed up graphics. Play the graphics in the dark, turn off all your lights, improves graphical quality <laughs> at least to a next gen level. Wow, I was going to be very cautious and say like 10%, but you're saying basically unplugging your lights improves console <laughs> graphic by a point by taking it into next gen. Yeah. This is, out, I think we're going to build in a new segment called Tom's Graphical Fidelity Showcase. How he shows you how you take a master system and walk it up to Dreamcast quality <laughs> by turning off the lights, putting on some shades. I don't know what else. Um... Yeah, so... Squinting. <laughs> Massive graphic enhancer, the squint. Yeah, so that light bar on the PS4 controller, neat little touch, uh, used in quite a few games. You play GTA Five with that? No. Does the police lights and siren through ah, the controller itself? cool. Yes, yeah. uh, that was the other thing I was going to mention. It's got the little mic. Really like that. That's cool. a really cool feature. Yeah. Now, I've not noticed this on Xbox One. They don't have a mic. No, no. but the we Wii, say mic. the Wii had a mic. Speaker. Speaker. Sorry, yes. Yeah. It is a speaker. Yeah. So um, the Wii had a speaker and that was yeah. cool. And it were, uh, I remember on uh, Skyward Sword, Legend of Zelda, sort of implicating the sword clashes and stuff and other little features. Very cool. Same in Mario yeah. Kart as well, I think. That actually uh, came out I never speaker. played Mario Kart on the Wii. Bizarrely. It's a pretty cool game, actually. Yeah. Pretty cool I game. I see it's popular in this household. Very, but, uh, you know, down in the kids' area. you got those great adventure games, but no, Mario Kart rules. All they want to play... <laughs> got a massive Wii collection. All they want to play, Mario Kart, Mario and Sonic, the Olympics. 
Uh, uh, some other news, uh, just very briefly, because we, we did miss this one. Uh, Mario and Sonic at the uh, 2020 Olympics. What, new game? or they're actually Yeah, for, be there? For, <laughs> it'd be a bit be unfair, a... I think, with Sonic. Well, but, uh, in my mind, it's like a guy in a really cheap Sonic fancy dress outfit in the same Similar scenario. to probably what we're going to see in the Sonic movie, maybe? Yeah, rocking up. <laughs> Usain Bolt's just going, you know what? I'm going to wear this. Yeah. I'm going to race in this. Go for it. Uh, yeah, that's coming out this December, I Isn't think. Isn't it on the um, Olympics That'd be a good, good party year. fun game. Are they in Tokyo this year? Yes. Uh, next year. Uh, I think it's in Tokyo, yeah. That would make... If they were to do that and then like do a bit of a, a slant on video games, people almost make it like a Smash Bros. Melee Olympics title. Mario and Sonic both bring their best rosters. Oh, that would be pretty cool. That's next gen. That would be good to see. If I, you heard it here first. <laughs> and if someone steals that idea, you're free to hate. You're free to take yeah. it. It's yours. Um, back to the talking point, what we want from next gen. So we're getting excited, but we're keeping our, we're keeping the expectations low. We've talked about a new controller. Me personally, my muscle memory seems to get stuck in a certain ecosystem or a certain way. I'm not ready for a controller iteration yet. I'm liking uh, everything that the modern ones are doing. Yeah, I think, like I said earlier, if what it's about not those broke, sort of Amer- apparently faked screens of the PS5 controller? Oh, I did see those screens. Yeah. Again, it's just sort of. Do we need? We, it? We've got enough screens in our lives. We don't need any more. Well, and this sort of segues into one of my points. I'm nervous that PlayStation and Microsoft Xbox are looking over their shoulder as they always do. So the Wii came out, did gangbuster numbers. Everyone was like, "Oh, motion control." Yeah. Microsoft and Sony are sort of sat there. They've looked over the fence. They've seen the switch. They've gone, "Oh, okay." Classic. You now, classic Microsoft and Sony here oh, that's doing gangbuster numbers. Our next console needs to have a screen on the go. I don't want them... I think that would be a massive mistake. We've seen them segue down motion controls, then stop, turn around, and come yeah. back again. Are we, I don't want to see a screen on the go for that. I, I don't think they will. I think they'll leave it alone. I hope so. I'm nervous about that, though. Nintendo's always kind of held the handheld market, and it's doing it again with Switch because... A lot of people I speak to, a lot of videos watched. Most people are using it as a handheld, uh, well, which had, is which is cool to see. Yeah, well, I um, had a Vita with. I've got a Vita. Yeah, that's was doing everything the Switch could do years previously, within reason, as long as you've yeah. got internet, um, which we don't have here. We have to rely on Stingray, but that doesn't really help the Vita work. But we. It was doing all these things, and no one—they never advertised it as the remote play machine. They never advertised it as yeah, PS4 probably missed a bit of a trick there. Possibly. Maybe if if I was to see them come out with something like that next gen PS5, and they say, "Oh, there's a, there's also this Vita two, and you can take your games on the go," I could get behind You'd be on that. Board. Yeah. yeah, I'd be on board with that. But I don't want to see a weakened machine to the point where they can slap a screen on it. Uh, and then you slap it in a dock on the TV. I think that would just be a big I think um, probably with a lot of the listeners out there, if you've got a Switch, some of you have probably got a, a home core console like an Xbox or a PlayStation. I, I hear a lot of people have uh, the Switch as almost like a, a secondary console. 
Okay. A lot of PC gamers have a Switch that I know. Um, they just just for some of the Nintendo exclusives. Well, it's is the only place to play them after all. Yeah, it is. But getting back on topic with the next gen, if PlayStation Five reels out sequel to God of War, sequel to Horizon, Spider Man Two, etc., etc. I will be buying it because they're the exclusives I want to play. I've had so much fun with Spider Man, and I think you mentioned it then. So that was <laughs> that was a great game. As uh, sort of gaming history goes, the software sells those machines. It does. They're building like <clears throat> we know Nintendo's a really great place to go to to get some of these sort of experiences you can only get on Nintendo that have been actually burnt into the collected childhood brains of every single yeah, person on the planet. I think Mario as, as, platformer games, Zelda adventure games, your Super Smash, your Mario Karts. They kind of play they kind of games that are synonymous now with everyone's childhood memories. Uh are Sony building a library that can Absolutely from from my point of view, I think they've they've really nailed it the past few years with those exclusives. Got another one coming out soon, Days Gone, which yeah, we're getting quite for hyped that. for. Yeah. Um Next gen for Nintendo, I'd really like to see like a library of games built, probably mature Nintendo games, solely developed probably fifteen and up, fifteen eight, fifteen eighteens, those sort of certificates, just to see what they could do. But I just don't yeah. think we'll ever see that. It would be lovely to see them do like a almost like a Yakuza like game. Yeah, it does. It doesn't have to be really, really dark. Just to allow them a bit more freedom on what they can get away with showing. And a bit more of that zany Japanese style stuff that we like. Yeah. Um, I would love to see that. I'd love to see, and they're never going to do it, they're never going to do it, but like a a dark future Zelda. Cyberpunk type thing. Where opponents yeah. are like. And yeah. I think they probably have dabbled with bits of that with some of the weaponry and, and uh, the bike in Breath of the Wild. Uh, but... Yeah, definitely would like to see a a sort of futuristic neon skyline city Zelda. Uh, listeners, let us know if you've got any ideas what you want to see. Zelda in, Breath, in, of the, in, Breath of the Cyberpunk. Yeah. <laughs> Episode three time. Episode later, three, Breath week. of the Cyberpunk. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be good to hear your thoughts on uh, what sort of... Uh, Titles you'd one like place to see on, that we've seen the consoles completely and constantly sort of iterate and improve on is graphics. We've seen them go from 8, 16, 32, yeah. and each time the graphics have got better, and each time we thought they can't get any better than this. Do we feel <coughs> it's time for the AI and the game features to catch up with the graphics a bit more? Because as the graphics get better, the level of interactivity in our brains expects to be higher. Like Red Dead people called laborious and slow but the interaction was there yeah do you want to see more of the consoles grunt being used towards adding different features that are in the game to move that on because basically we're still playing the same games that we were 20 years ago i think that's it if you, if you look at like let's take a first person shooter or a battle royal game people just concentrate oh, i've got to get to that area got to shoot that person just very fast paced they're not really interacting or looking at what else is around probably because there's not much there that's yeah. why when we look at red dead you look you stop and look around you do and and you realize wow there's so much detail like there's an animal over there doing this or there's another animal chasing after uh, hunting another one yeah or there's a, a non-playable character there who i can interact with yeah 
So I'd I'd like to see that level of detail, but also think it's not going to... A lot of people aren't interested in it. They just want to pick up and play like a... a, a, um, I don't know, a a sort of fast-paced game. Uh, Just play it for an hour and that's it. And throw it Uh, down. Yeah, uh, which is a bit like some of the mobile games. They're very easy pick up and play. Uh, On that note, I got a, I get, a, I got an early beta pass to the iOS Blades, um, Elder Scrolls Blades. Okay. And my, I don't. We'll just quickly segue into this. My first twenty seconds were, this is great. When on yeah. the first quest, right, was finding it okay. We talked about we don't like uh, games on phones before. Yeah, and then I stumbled across my first chest. Normal thing to find in an Elder Scrolls game. <clears throat> I went to open it. For form, up came a screen. Chests take time to open. If we give you six jewels now, you can open it now. Have <laughs> six jewels on us. Chest opens. There's another chest. Bam. Do you want to buy six jewels oh, for X Y Z points? Actually, means X Y Z pounds. And I immediately shut it down and deleted it. Yeah. I don't want to see the next generation of consoles riddled with microtransactions like that. I don't think we will because of all the backlash there's been in the past couple of years. Of, but they uh, keep, you know, I would if they had sent me on that console on phone and said this game's twenty quid. Yeah, play it from start to finish. It's massive. This is the scope. This is the level of interaction yeah. with the characters. If it had been good enough, I think I would have gone okay. But I feel like the microtransaction, which is even in full pay games now, is their extra way of getting that skin off your back. Would you rather pay... This is one for the next gen. Would yeah. you rather pay... And this might be a topic for the future, but would you rather make, pay more for a game up front and know there's going to be no microtransactions that are an aid to the gameplay? I don't mind microtransactions that's a new hat or a new coat or a new whatever, as long as it doesn't affect gameplay. I don't care. Yeah, if I get home one night and think, do you know what? I've got a loose seventy nine p rattling around in my in my virtual back pocket. Yeah. I'm going to throw that down on a cowboy hat for my wrestler in WWE two K nineteen or whatever it is. Yeah, if I feel that fruity, I might do that. But I don't want to think that if I put that hat on, it then make gives me like a special feature that means that I can press a button and immediately win a match online. That to me would be that's, a bit that's, like. WrestleMania 2000, where you put all your stats up to max when you create a character and you just destroy everyone. There's a man who just doesn't know how to play nicely with others. Yeah. So anything that we've missed? Have you got any other talking points for the feature? I think I'd like, if we could hear from the listeners on uh, what they think about, would you rather pay more for a game? So we're talking probably a game that's the length of Red Dead or God of War or or a a big single-player experience, would you pay more money for it and not have DLC and microtransactions or are you guys happy? Um, I mean, do you want to get a game at £20 and then microtransact your way up to the full transaction price of 40 quid? Me personally, I want to just pay my money and have that experience. I would have paid 80 to a to 90 pound for red dead yeah i don't want to sound like we're you know we're these well-to-do guys who've got this podcast and we've we can just go blow 100 quid on a game but i was trying to get to this point last week 
100 pound for red dead if you work that back at value per minute yeah that's an insane value for money yeah if you look at a movie that you go to the cinema let's say you go to the so cinema to watch i'm going to be going to watch avengers i've booked the tickets how much uh, is it for it you? has cost me nearly close to 15 pound 15 pound then the dvd or the blu-ray is another 15 that's 30 yeah. pounds that's four hours of content you've paid for basically or uh, six yeah six if if you're talking of like watching it twice once at home once at that's not a good ratio of return no but again when is, compared to video games so could you i agree with you and unfortunately we haven't got the other opinion in the room because we're aligned on this but i would have paid 100 pound for red dead and come away from finishing it not once but nearly twice saying that was that was some serious bang for my buck yeah so again listeners uh, would you pay close to 100 pound for a, a massive triple uh, A title on the next gen consoles uh, hit us up at questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com or DM us on Twitter or Instagram uh, and let us know what was that noise at the gate? Well, it's here. Here he comes. What's he got this week? I don't like. I don't like the way he just sort of stands there and looks at it with his boot pot. Guys, yeah. girls, listeners, it's time. It's that time of the week again. It's the section we affectionately call Stingray's boot. What's nestled between some counterfeit nappies and a dodgy copy of Battle of Endor this week? So these are the news release new release highlights for the week April 8th to April 14th 2019. Listeners, these are out on digital or physical or will be by the time this podcast is in your feed but could be region dependent. Tom, let's hit it up. Do you want to go first, second, what yeah. do you want to do? Uh so first up we've got Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney trilogy. That's available on PS4, Xbox One, PC and Switch. That's nice. Pretty much everything. Yeah. It's available on April 9th. Uh so that's out of the minute. Um, the classic courtroom adventure series that has sold over 6.7 million copies worldwide is finally here. Become Phoenix Wright and experience the thrill of battle as you fight to save your innocent clients in a court of law. Play all 14 episodes spanning the first three games in one gorgeous collection. Solve the intriguing mysteries behind each case and witness the final truth for yourself. Um, what else we got, mate? Okay, it's one I'm quite excited about. Um... Looks yeah. like nestled between the nappies, we've got a copy of Falcon Age on PSVR and PS4. April 9th, Falcon Age is a first-person, single-player action adventure. As Ara, again, please message in and let us know I pronounced that incorrectly, to learn to hunt, gather and fight to reclaim her cultural legacy and the lost art of falcon hunting against a force of automated colonisers. Falcon Age is coming to PS4 with optional PSVR support. I read uh, a review of that today. I was pretty impressed. Um, okay. I haven't got VR, so I might to give give that a skip. Well, I tell you what, why don't I download it between now and then? Yeah. And then in our quiet times here in the bunker, we can have a play. Yeah, it'd be worth a look. I, I was, uh, it might be the only the, uh, sunlight, virtual or not, we see in a long time. Yeah. I'm interested to uh, yeah take a look at that. And What's see. next on your hype wagon? Uh, Dangerous Driving on the PS4 and Xbox One, April 9th again. From the creative talent behind the game genre-defining Burnout series. Genere-defining. Genere-defining Burnout (laughs) series. Um, Dangerous Driving puts aggression back into the racing game, recapturing the spirit of the past and taking it to a new place. 
Dangerous guy, uh, dangerous driving is a game about real driving. The sort of driving you want to do when no one else is looking. The sort of driving you'd love to do if only everyone else would just get out of the damn way. I like what you've done there. Uh, up next, Shovel Knight Showdown. Another one across all of the formats we cover. PS4, Xbox One, PC, Switch, April 9th. Duel with up to four players and scramble after gems as your favourite heroic or villainous knight in Shovel Knight Showdown. All the classic Shovel Knight characters you know and love are playable, many for the first time ever. Gather your pals for endless multiplayer clashes or take control of your favourite character and dig into story mode. Familiar controls, items and mechanics return, making this a platform fighting game that anyone can jump into and try. Thoughts on that? Um, you like a I've, Shovel Knight? I've, I've played a bit of Shovel Knight on the Wii U, uh, a hidden gem of a console. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, pretty impressed. If you like, uh, like the eight-bit old-school uh, sort of shovel knight, is that the one that reminds me of like uh, Ducktales, where you like jump up and then jump down with the? Yeah, there's like a downward attack with a shovel. Yeah. That's uh, always looked quite cool to me. I've never I think you would like that. I think um, yeah, worth a dabble on the PS4 for you if you want. Looks like you've swung in with a good one here. Uh, Zanki Zero, Last Beginning, coming to PS4 and PC, April 9th again. God created the world in seven days. It only took one day for humans to destroy the world. Life as we knew it sank to the depths of the sea until yesterday. We do not know yet the broken world and the reasons left behind there. An earth where ruins adrift about. Buildings, houses, light posts, cars, traffic lights, alpha salt. Modern civilization was Can destroyed. Can I just say... Asphalt is known to the other people in the world as Ashfault. It's another name for tarmac. Okay, tarmac. <laughs> uh, getting back to it. Uh, Modern civilization was destroyed. Becoming nothing more than debris wading in the sea. New ruins drift one after the other before the protagonist who lives on one of those decaying islands. Interesting. Sounds I've, interesting. I've not yeah, heard of that. Good little nestle there. Uh, what um, else we got? I've uh, I'm throwing down Earth Defense Force Iron Rain on PS4 April 11th. 50 plus missions in five difficulties. The furious battle against the invader invader aggressors is full of chaos. Includes 50 plus severe missions where you must fight against gigantic enemy creatures and invade huge invader weapons in five different difficulties. Four mobile soldiers and weapons. You will become the legendary mobile soldier, which includes four different PA gears, several hundreds of weapons, arms and items. Regain hope to human beings. Bring personality into the battlefield includes character creation mode, enriched offline and offline mode, where playing the offline mode, the split screen will be supported. That's great news. Yeah. What next, Tom? Pick um, something. So this is my this boot. is the my pick of the week from Stingray's boot this is the uh, mum mum please if I give you all my pocket money can I have this Uh, Stingray's nodding Tom what is it Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice coming to Switch on April 11th which is tomorrow as live as we're recording Uh, okay so So by the time you hear this you'll be you'll be able to get your grubby mitts on this yeah um, with fr- or without Stingray from the makers of Heavenly Sword Enslaved Odyssey to the West and DMC Devil May Cry comes a warrior's brutal journey into myth and madness. Set in the Viking Age, a broken Celtic warrior embarks on a haunting vision quest into Viking hell to fight for the soul of her dead lover. 
Created in collaboration with neuroscientists and people who experience psychosis, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice will put you deep into Senua's mind. Now that game has intrigued me from the get-go. Admittedly, I'm part of the problem here, because I haven't bought it yet, and I really yeah. want it. I mean, I enjoyed Heavenly Sword. Probably you wouldn't expect me to pick <clears throat> that title out of there. But I've also got Enslaved Odyssey to the West on my game of Shame Pile. Which it's Ninja Theory, to. isn't it, the developer? I do believe uh, so. Just to uh, get that out there. Um, I've been a big fan of some of their games over the time. Uh, I've heard a lot of good things about uh, Hellblade. I was going to get it on the PS4, but I did hear about the Switch version. I thought, nice little thing to fire up the Switch again, because it's been collecting yeah, a little bit of and, dust and what, recently. I do believe one of the things that made that so cool was the way that the, that voice chimes into the conscious stream of the, I've, of the I've game. I've been told to play with a headset. That's why I'm thinking it'd with, be cool to play with, on the Switch. Yeah, in in uh, portable mode with uh, some, some nice earphones. So that was your mummy, I need that. This is my mummy, I need this. Nintendo Labo VR kit for Switch, April 12th. A brand new VR experience for all the family. Nintendo Labo VR kit introduces simple, shareable VR gaming experiences that kids and families can build themselves. Nintendo Nintendo Labo VR kit is the fourth kit in the Nintendo Labo series, providing the tools to make DIY cardboard creations called Toy-Cons. Play a variety of games with these creations and discover how Nintendo Switch technology brings it all to life. Tom, get in line, get yourself a Nintendo Labo VR kit. Do you reckon Stingray's got some cardboard that he could probably... He's looking around shifty. I think he's just quickly flat-packed some um, Pompers nappies, the official nappy of Stingray, <laughs> and he's just turned the box inside out. He's cut around in a, like a, a card comedy cardboard glasses, and he's handing these out as, I mean, God knows, Nintendo Lubos. Excellent. That might be another one of his products under the front seat that you alluded <laughs> to in the pilot. But uh, yeah, we won't go into that. So, Tom, yeah. as we approach the end game of the game of the podcast, question is, what are you going to try and have a go at this week? What games are going to be in your perfect world now? And no doubt, yeah. like me, that won't come to fruition. But where's your gut feeling telling you you're going to be spending most uh, of your gaming time this week? I'm hopefully going to finish Sekiro, uh, get that done and dusted. I'm not looking to start a new game plus, maybe go back to it and do I've it. Get, I've got a load of gun pointed at him because he's a, he's a one for a spoiler, is Tom. So this is no talk of spoilers. No spoilers. The people just Most people are aware there is a new game plus. Uh, so if you want to have a crack at that. Um, so yeah, going to just round out the story and just just get that finished because it's it's a weird experience it's enjoyable but stressful um are you gonna do you think since hellblade sensua's sacrifice Senua's sacrifice um, my goodness imagine if you had false teeth not like that <laughs> right and you were drunk and you tried to say that yeah well, it's not happening is it yeah, and that's Hellblade. I don't know how you got this out. Hellblade Sensua's Sacrifice on the Switch. That is that going to get a download? Do you think? Um, or are you going to physically? Yeah, I'd like to. Yeah, because um, uh, Cuphead's out on the fourteenth, so that 
will take priority. But do you think Hellblade, Hellblade if, uh, I saw as being like a bit of a standout title for graphical fidelity. Do you think that's going to make the transition to Switch well? Uh, from footage I've seen of people playing it at uh, some of the shows recently, it looks pretty good. Um, I think, uh, yeah, so Hellblade, Cuphead, Sekiro, bit of Overwatch as usual. I'm a, God damn Overwatch. Yeah. He, you will convert one day. Overwatch. There's nothing... Uh, every time uh, an I Overwatch look online, event coming up playing. soon as well, so... There's a what? If there's any, uh, an Overwatch event, just uh, like a oh. new map, possibly new skins for the characters. Uh, Do you know what's free gonna, content. You know what's going to happen here? We're going to end up being overtaken by a rabid Overwatch fan group that really just want us to talk Overwatch week in, week out. Yeah. Not if you're out there, it, get in touch. Anything, anything, even a scribbled note that just lets us know that we're alive here it is more than we can ask for right now. If you need a Reinhardt main for your team, hit me up. Wow. He's yeah. not even shy, is he? No. Mr. Reinhardt. Okay. Tank main. <laughs> it's like he's speaking it's a foreign like language. It's like I'm speaking a foreign language. Every time I look at him, it's like, wow, I'm so proud of him he can speak Japanese. The... <laughs> <laughs> so proud of him. Um, so what am I going to play? I'm not even going to lie. I'm not even going to pretend to be Les, anything else. Dead and buried. Les just. I'm putting. Or is on it going to go for a if, full if, undertaker if, sit if up out of the grave? If I misbehaved, she might force me to play another hour of Lair. Okay. If I've been a good boy, I might ask Mumsy if I can go rent Yakuza Zero from Stingray's boot one more time. It's just that damn good. I just can't get enough of it. I'll be honest with you. I don't drink whiskey, but I feel like I want to get a glass. One of those granite little circles that they use to keep the, the whiskey cool. I've got some nice whiskey stones. Mate. Classy. And you're not playing Yakuza? What is wrong? Like, your room yeah. is already... Now, you've already got 90% of the decoration. Transitioning from Red Dead. Uh, Through the medium of Yakuza to... to arrive at Ghost of Toshiba. Come on. Yes. And that's that's... That's where your next, I think that's your next gaming long camp, isn't it? Yeah. You're working up the gaming mountain towards base camp Toshiba. And yeah. on that note, we'll leave it there. That's all we've got time for this week, listeners. As always, thank you for your time. We look forward to the pleasure of speaking to you again next week. Until then, happy gaming. And remember, there's nothing wrong with being given the unofficial controller. It's what you do with it that counts. See you next week, Tom. See you next week, Paul.